You guys, we are back with another episode of Sincerely and Exhausted Mommy. And this week, I'm going to be talking about co-parenting. Yeah, that's right. We're getting into the nitty and the gritty of co-parenting, how it has been for your girl, what has worked, what has not, what you should do, what you shouldn't do, what I'm doing that I shouldn't be doing. Yeah, we finna get into all of that. All right. So let's get right into the topic right after this sponsored segment. All right, y'all, we are back. So co-parenting, y'all. So first off, let's start off. Let's let's start off with this. My baby is seven months. She's going to be eight months on October 10th. Yes, y'all, eight months, eight months. Sister girl is growing up, getting grown, big girl, baby. You already know. If you follow me on Instagram, YouTube, right? Okay, yes. So, um, if she is going to be eight months, that means that I have officially been out of my home. Um, that obviously I shared with her father for about four months. Like I've been on my own, you guys. So I've been co-parenting for about that much time. I honestly would say that I've been co-parenting since I gave birth to her because right before I gave birth me and him had already had conversations in which I had pretty much had already been discussing that it was about to be a co-parenting situation that you know things were going to be coming to an end and then obviously like I have mentioned before um when I gave birth and how things went in the hospital. I mean, like literally shortly after she, I gave birth, I had already knew we wasn't finna be together. We wasn't gonna get back together. It just wasn't gonna work out, y'all. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't. I knew, I knew, okay? Nobody had to tell me. But anywho, um, so I think that the most important thing to like get into is communication. You want to make sure that when you start to co-parent that you are on the same page with that person. Um, I would say the biggest thing for me that was a plus, we're going to talk about the plus first, then we're going to follow up with the negative. But something that was a plus for us is that we had discussed like how we would do certain things before I had even like thought of having a baby. So like years ago we had discussed like oh well if you ever got pregnant I want you to eat healthy and I want you to make the baby food and we're gonna breastfeed and you know like we want our child to watch you know multi-ethnic tv shows so those were like really pluses I'm super glad that we discussed those things because we've both been on the same page since so like he definitely understands and agrees you know with you know reading books does he read them probably not but you know I still keep up and hold up that end of the bargain which is almost like an expectation of me so I'm glad you know the accountability is there um something else that I think that has been very helpful and understandable is kind of like if there are things we discuss like the breastfeeding um I never really had a date on it. I just wanted to breastfeed as long as I could. And he was on the same page with trying to make sure that I was able to breastfeed. Um, so that would mean like kind of trying to keep my stress levels down and stuff like that. And just like being just very supportive, which that was pretty good. 
Um, but then on the other hand, there are things that, you know, you don't foresee that don't go well when co-parenting. Um, for, for example, daycare. Finding a daycare is, honestly, it's really tough. Like, it's not something that you think about when, like, before you have kids. Um, you know, a lot of people, they have family, um, and they have that support. So they're like, okay, you know, I know I'm going to do this. I, we both knew, well, I knew that we weren't going to have that support. Both of our parents are like, or yeah both of our parents aren't really at that retirement age so we knew we were going to need daycare um however even though i knew we probably weren't going to be together i don't think that we both took into consideration what that would look like as far as our jobs and scheduling i did um so like for instance i told him like you know we need to like really understand our schedules like he needed a job where he was monday through friday because my job is not monday through friday when we communicated that it seemed like there was understanding like okay i will always have her monday through friday you'll do every weekend you know and that's how things are gonna go when the baby got here and obviously i wasn't working for the first six weeks i think that it was easier to understand like okay yeah that's what I'm gonna do and then I think once the baby got here and I moved out it's almost like things just changed because he was just like oh every weekend it's so much and blah 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 you know and it kind of became you know kind of like a cluster f like it, it just it just became like stupid like now all of a sudden you know Friday when you pick her up from daycare you're hitting me up like hey can you watch her until Saturday morning and then drop her off at such and such and you know I'll just pick her up from there Saturday afternoon you know which then starts to get frustrating because it's like well now I'm having to keep her for a little bit extra time and I'm not getting the sleep that I would want to give which mind you is not only like I'm only getting it for what two days because I, boom I have to have her again like the next week but I definitely say like work out your schedules and definitely communicate those kind of things when you're co-parenting because like a lot of moms know like being a mom is a full-time job being a dad is it's like popcorn you know you pop in and you pop out and not to say that that's the you know like that's how the circumstances are or like that's kind of like I don't know a norm but I do think men who are co-parenting, I do think that they lack consideration for the fact that a mom's job is full time. And for some reason, dads can make all of these excuses when they're co-parenting, you know, like, oh, well, I got to do this this weekend, so I can't do that. Or, oh, like his favorite. Well, can you wash her while I grocery shop? How, how the fuck do you think I'd be grocery shopping? You think somebody watching her when I'm grocery shopping? Like, you know what I'm saying? Or if I want to go to the nail shop or, you know, go and get my hair done. Like, it just be kind of crazy the way he can make excuses. Or I have to say, like, they can make excuses, you know, when it's something that they feel like they need to do and they can't do it with the baby. Because it's like, how do I do it? Like, I remember the first time her dad had to, like, keep her for a day. And he was like, oh, well, can you watch her while I make dinner? Y'all. I was like, what? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? How do you think I eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Like, how do, how do you think I do that? 
like I have to figure it out so um yeah I definitely think they underestimate how much women are able and capable of doing being full-time parents when they are like really disposable like to be quite honest like I just feel like if the roles were reversed and he had to keep her for five days and I only got her for two days he literally wouldn't know what to do he would probably one always be dropping her off to somebody's house or he would always have some type of help and I think he also doesn't take that into consideration as well I feel like when you're co-parenting for some reason men always all of a sudden have all this help y'all like I swear to god they have all this help now they mamas and they daddies and everybody grandma want to pop up out the woodwork but when it's you and you just like a single mom sis your family one they outside they cannot help like it's just you and you figure it out you know you do it on your own and it's not to say like your family is just missing action I just think as women we we're able to sacrifice and we make things work you know what I'm saying we don't really look for out we have already taken into consideration that this is our job and you know this is our responsibility so we make it work you know at the end of the day it's like right now for instance usually first off this podcast it's always my goal to have my podcast up and live Sunday morning at 9 a.m it's Sunday it's 9 53 my baby is in the next room taking a nap and that's really why I'm recording this podcast <laughs> so it's like you know it, that's how I have to do things like I just have to figure it out you know the podcast will go up when the podcast goes up but um being a mom is first and luckily I was able to have this weekend off and stuff like that so you know we, we just we just make it work um another thing that I want to talk about with co-parenting I think every relationship that ends up having a phase where they start to co-parent there's this awkward timing within that situation where um the couple may want to think about rekindling and this is what I mean rekindling Usually when you decide to separate and you want to co-parent, you try to make sure that one, you all have like a decent relationship just to both be able to communicate about the child, which usually means that, let's be honest, one of the two parties would like to keep the family together. Um, in my case, I think it's definitely my child's father. If it were, you know, Burger King and he could have it his way, we would just be together, okay? Like, he don't care about what it is I'm mad about. He don't care to fix whatever he, like, whatever I feel like the issue is. He just feel like if you was just at home and we was just together, we would have less problems. He's more, he wants to have, like, the family optic. You know what I'm saying? That's where he wants me to live in the house. When people come over, we look presentable and like we together. Um, he can see the baby every time he wants to, but he don't really have to do much because we live together. That's my baby daddy. Me, on the other hand, I am the party that I feel like you need to make these changes. We could probably grow together. Um, there's going to be, you know, steps and there's going to be tests and things that you have to pass. There's going to be, you know, different things, effort that you have to put in. 
Um, but right now I'm very much happy with my space. I actually want my space more than I want to see you, which means we don't need to be together. I want to see you when I want to see you, which is almost never, unless you finna pick up the baby and take her for a long period of time. Um, so I think that that's something that you have to be mindful of when you're co-parenting because what I think I have experienced is what tends to happen is let's say things are going well so for example this is a real life example y'all it literally happened this weekend my child father asked me if I wanted to go to a restaurant and I was like to take the baby like I make her food what we need to go to a restaurant for like she can't eat <laughs> you know what I'm saying so of course I respond like you trying to take me on a date and sir it's like beating around the bush like he not trying to say that he trying to take me on a date but he trying to take me on a date and I don't understand because we've grown and we we done been together you know in the past for seven years so it's like you shouldn't be beating around the bush about taking me on a date you should want to be actually saying screaming from the mountaintops that you're trying to take me on a date because you're trying to get your family back but for whatever reason he don't want to admit that so you know I'm like so you're trying to take me on a, on a date or whatever and he just kind of beating around the bush like I mean if you don't want to go to the restaurant then just say you don't want to go to the restaurant it's not about if I want to go to the restaurant or not it's about me trying to figure out what are your intentions what are you trying to take me on a, to a restaurant for are you just trying to take up my time so you know my time is not being spent somewhere else or is you just trying to clock what it is that I'm doing on the weekends you know like it just be little stuff like that now I let it play out I never said he could take me to the restaurant absolutely I said absolutely not um and this is probably the second or third time that he's asked me and I was just like absolutely not nevertheless um he was like yesterday he was like oh well if you can find a babysitter um I'm gonna take you to this restaurant y'all I'm not gonna lie I purposely did not find a babysitter um because I just feel like if you can't admit that you want to take me out on a date, then what do I need to go to a restaurant with you for? This is when co-parenting goes wrong because now you're trying to do something that no longer fits within, you know, the bubble that we have already set for ourselves. Like we, we already had something established. We are not together. We are seeing other people. We live apart. We are just trying to be healthy parents. Now you're trying to date me. What are you trying to date me for? That's going outside of us just being healthy friends who are also parents. Because if you're going to try and date me, that means you need to be consistent. And if you're going to be consistent, that means I'm going to have to drop my hoes. Now, I ain't got no hoes, but he don't need to know that. But the point is, if that's the direction that you're going in, that means I'm going to refocus my time to not only giving all of myself to my child, but now I'm going to let a little bitty piece, a little bitty sliver be for you, for you to either do what you're supposed to do, or let's be honest, do what you're not. Like, you're not going to do what you're supposed to do, because if you could have, you would have did it several years ago. But that's why we're not together. So, anywho, back to the point. Um, he ends up, y'all. So, if at 3 o'clock he asked me to do all of this, he done, he, he was like, after I said, I think at 5 o'clock, like, yeah, I ain't got no babysitter. Straight ghosted my ass, okay? Ghosted your girl. He ghosted your girl. He ghosted your girl and then popped up. He called my called my phone at like 9.30, maybe 8.30, y'all, I'm exaggerating. Like, he outside. Popped up in my dough with some lobster mac and cheese, although it is my favorite. 
popped up at my door after not hearing from you for some hours with some food like yeah let's watch a movie this is my thing because now you're crossing a boundary as co-parents ain't no pop-ups when I need to, you know, need something from his house or if I think I want to come over or whatever, I call him and, you know, check the temperature. Hey, um, I was coming by, you know, because I wanted to see Yamina, see how she was doing. You know, is that okay? You know, that's what you're supposed to do. Or, hey, I wonder if y'all at home, I just want something I see y'all. You know, that's what you're supposed to do. Now, when I let him into the house and he sat down and he starts to open up his food and he didn't give me my food, I asked him, I said, so what are you here for? Like, what are your intentions? Like, you trying to date me? like what's going on you and he was just kind of like <laughs> um and I'm like nah but for real though like you know why you here and he was like oh I missed I missed you and, and the baby what what you miss about us you just saw us a couple hours ago when I needed to jump in my car so this is what I mean by you know really establishing those boundaries when you're co-parenting because I think what tends to happen is men they go out there and they test the waters and it's not just men y'all this is women too we go out there we test the waters and and, and the water you know it'd be a little too salty you know what I'm saying it'd be a little too salty you know now all of a sudden we we getting that 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 ocean water and you know we thought we was gonna get some purified water and so we don't want that ocean water so we try and you know go back to what we know is good at and now you send them mixed signals because you know what happens? Everything is still the same. So you went to experience some new water. You ain't really like that water, but you know what the old water like. So you're going to go back to the old water. But guess what? The old water still got some imperfections in it that you didn't like either. So what happens is you get resettled back into the exact same, like, the exact same I don't even know what you want to call it but you know the exact same things that was an issue with you before they're not they're still gonna be an issue that it's just gonna take a little bit longer to pop back up because you trying to re-accept something that you had already was accepted but that you didn't want so for instance I let him back in he come in with the food and stuff I'm explaining to him how this is a new rug don't sit on my rug eating food he sit on my rug he eat food he drop crumbs now I'm yelling about the crumbs and you know he ain't even been here for 10 minutes and we already basically getting back into it about stuff we was getting into it before because it ain't never been healed and we know we're not supposed to be together now to some people that may seem really really petty but the reason why I'm saying this is because it happens in every single co-parenting relationship there is a reason why you separated so you have to keep in mind that the only thing that you should focus on is the child don't try and mix business with pleasure at the end of the day us co-parenting that's the business us trying to be together that's the pleasure ain't no pleasure in business the reason why we're not together is because we wasn't meant to be together which is why we separated and we're now co-parenting remember that keep that in your mind the reason why you co-parenting is because you're not trying to mix pleasure with business. It didn't work out. Because if it didn't work out before, you wouldn't be in a co-parenting situation. You feel what I'm saying? Like, y'all feel it? Y'all feeling it. Now, let's move along. Something else that is important for co-parenting is communicating your finances early. Dads. Let me say this again. Dads. If your child's primary parent is not you, then you need to communicate early on when something comes up financially and physically. This is what I mean by this. 
I'm the primary parent in my co-parenting relationship, which means that primarily all of my time, my money, and my energy is spent with my child, right? Right. So, for me, when daycare is due, when I'm having to buy groceries weekly, you know, when I'm mentally and physically exhausted because I'm working a job full-time and I'm being a mom full-time, if you know on Monday that you can't pick her up on Saturday, why don't you tell me on Monday you can't pick her up on Saturday so I have a few days to figure something out? No, instead, on Friday, you call and be like, hey, um, on Saturday, I forgot that um, I got something. No, you didn't forget. You didn't forget. You knew. You didn't forget. You didn't forget. You didn't. You didn't. Stop doing that. And, 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 and another thing, financially, stop hitting me with the, oh, I got you next Friday. When you know next Friday means two weeks Friday because your paycheck come every two weeks and you know that after the first Friday, you already spent your paycheck on Thursday night even though it didn't hit your account until Friday. Stop doing that. You know why? Because as mothers, we don't, we don't really get to forget. You know what I'm saying? Like this, this is my, this is a good example right here. The fall has just come. Okay. It knocked at our door. I mean, two weeks ago, it was 90 degrees. This week is 60. Okay. What does that mean? That means all my good sis's summer clothes got to go. Her summer clothes got to go. Okay. And sis had a very extensive summer wardrobe. Which means now it's time for the fall winter wardrobe. To be honest, they're the same, but like a little bit different, but the same. In the winter, you need like some snow boots and a snow coat. But you know, the fall, you just need a little light jacket, maybe a little furry jacket. You feel me? And guess what? It costs money. Kids' clothes ain't free. So if I tell you, hey, the fall is here, I already know I gotta go get her some fall clothes, but. On the Friday that you get paid, you think you could break off like 150 Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. Now, I don't want to spend $300 on all her fall clothes. So she good. She got pajamas. She got socks. She got hats. She got gloves. You know, she got shirts. She got everything she need. Leggings. All that. And then Friday come and I'm like, yeah, so you still going to be able to send me that 150 And all of a sudden you send over $75 and be like, oh, I got the rest um, on Saturday knowing that on Saturday you not finna have no money don't do that because guess what regardless I've already spent $300 and I'm only asking you to reimburse me for half knowing that I need the full amount knowing that you already finna come up with an excuse on Thursday for why you ain't got the money on Friday but gonna tell me you gonna give it on me give it to me on Saturday knowing I'm not finna get the other half and so probably like let's be honest two business weeks that's a problem man you got to stop doing that. Stop doing that. I was watching a TikTok the other day, y'all. And the TikTok was like, you know, as a man, if you know you're not the primary caregiver, like sometimes you just got to just just break something off for, for the moms. Like you just break, even if it's $100, even if it's just some flowers, you know, you just got to do it just so that you can soften the blow of her doing everything every day all the time you know what I'm saying like she's doing everything all the time there's no breaks you know she's there's really any any step in or anything like that like and I and I was listening to that and I'm like oh my god that is so true you know I probably wouldn't be as quote-unquote bitter or angry or upset had you know my baby daddy maybe once in a while text me and said you know what, you're doing an amazing job. I'm, I'm very thankful, you know, that you are my child's mother. 
I sent you $100 on Cash App. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I'm going to be so happy. I'm going to be so happy. I'm going to be like, oh my God, oh my God. This is so great. This is amazing. I can get my nails done even though she's still going to have to sit in my lap while I'm getting my nails done. It doesn't even matter. You know, it's like it just helps. Or maybe I'm going to use this towards daycare or, you know, it, it's something. It may not be a lot, but it's something. And I do think men should start doing things like that to have a healthier co-parenting relationship. The easier you make things for mom, the easier things are going to go for your co-parenting relationship. You know what I'm saying? Better communication, a little bit of money, and a little bit of time can, 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 go, can go a long way. Okay? Stop trying to slide back in our DMs by trying to throw a little dick in there. Don't nobody want that. That's how I got in this situation. That's why we co-parented. Because you always want to sprinkle a little dink on top. That's what you want to do. I don't want that. Don't sprinkle it on top. No. That's over with. It's done. It's dead. <sighs> Lastly, I want to talk about co-parenting and extended families. Y'all, the hardest pill to swallow, I think, in any relationship that ends with co-parenting is the effects it has on extended family depending on how involved the extended family was in the relationship to then have a child it can really take a toll on your parenting for instance my family definitely did not impose on my relationship at all however his family definitely did so although we may have had a very good relationship prior to separating and becoming co-parents now that we have separated and have become co-parents the family is just like they're weird like (laughs) to be quite frank they're weird all of a sudden nobody talks to me you know nobody has my number they only know me when I have to pop up and come and get my child or drop off my child. You know, it's very awkward when weekends come and I'm thinking my child is going to her dad's house, but in really she's going to their house. And then I have to do the awkward drop off where we have to have awkward conversation because they still don't know why we're not together. They have questions, but they're really just so excited to see the baby that they really don't care. But where I feel like issues come in at is when you have different parenting styles you know people always want to tell you how to raise your kids when they already raised their kids and their kids is fucked up so it's just like don't tell me anything about how to raise my child because I don't want my child to turn out like your child but that's neither here nor there um I think it becomes a little difficult to correct people about your parenting when you're not around so for example one day my baby came home um no one day I picked my baby up from her granddad's house and I noticed that they kept wiping her mouth with like wipes like Huggies wipes one I don't use Huggies I use Pampers brand two and so I didn't send that over there which means they bought that don't do that I buy things and I put them in her bag for a reason use what's in her bag not nothing that you know you have anywho and so the the dad, the grandpa's girlfriend, dad's girlfriend, whatever you want to call it, is wiping her face with this wipe. Like, oh, yeah, she loves wipes. She loves wipes. And I'm like, I don't want to say it then, but I'm like, no, why are you constantly wiping her face with wipes? Like, she has on a bib. So if she's drooling, 
then you don't wipe her mouth with something dry don't wipe it with something wet because something wet can create a rash y'all i cannot lie to y'all two days later my baby had like a rash like bumps all around her mouth and i'm wondering like oh my god what the heck is this i look it up it's called a drool rash now obviously she has the rash because she's drooling however comma it's worse because they've been using wet wipes to constantly wipe and basically stroke you know the the bumps so it's just making it more bumpy and more irritated than just drying it off and you know it being absorbed so i communicate this to her father like you know i sent a picture like hey she's got this rash you know this is what i'm using to try and you know like get rid of it but in the meantime don't wipe her face with wipes and blah blah, blah. so he tries to be like i don't do that da, da, da. To be honest, it's really not for you, sir. It's the fact that you always saying that you going to have her and then you don't have her. So she probably wouldn't have had this rash. But then you take her to your dad's house and then they do things that they don't know I don't like because you're not enforcing it because you don't care because you just want a babysitter for the two days that you have her. But nevertheless, she's over there and now they're not following what I've already set in place because that's the agreement that we have. But because people feel like, oh, well, I've raised kids before and my kids turned out fine. They alive. I'm going to do what I did. No, that's not how it works. So I would definitely say that <clears throat> you have to enforce things and make sure that you equally communicate it amongst all parties, because for some reason, people just do what they want to do. And guess what? Do you think anybody's had anything to say or been trying to help now that she's had a freaking rash around her doggone mouth? Absolutely not. Instead, it's more of a question of, oh, what happened here? Oh, why is this like this? You know, and then after you done told them, well, because you did this. Oh, well, you know what? I um, I never had a problem with that. And I, I, Just stop. Just stop right there. Just stop. You know. Another thing. When things go wrong with situations like that it's just really hard to kind of resolve an issue when there's already an underlying issue and this kind of just goes back to trying to find a healthy co-parenting um communication like a line of communication with both parents um i my daughter is seven months as i already said I started feeding her puree food once she got back from Texas. So she was about five months. I started to puree her food, which was something that me and her dad agreed on. He wanted me to make her food and I want to buy her baby's food because you don't know what's in it. I was fine with that. Um, so we start, I start pureeing the food every weekend that I'm sending her to, I would think his house, but not his house because he's actually going to her grandfather's house. I was sending food inside the diaper bag. Do you know that the girlfriend called me this week, this this past week, saying, hey, I think that, um, and this isn't like, this isn't <laughs> my baby daddy's girlfriend. I don't know if I clarified that, but this is like my baby daddy's dad's girlfriend. So my baby's grandfather has a girlfriend and she calls me and goes, oh, um, I think that the baby is hungry. When I was eating last week, she looked hungry like she wanted the food. I said she probably was hungry. I sent food in her bag and I told the grandfather that it was in there and that I made her breakfast and she's probably going to want the breakfast. And she goes, oh, I didn't know that. So this is my question. 
y'all kept her all day and y'all didn't go inside of the bag and change her diaper? That's question number one. Two, as soon as I get a diaper bag, you you don't go through it to see, you know, what it is, toys in there and stuff. You know, like, I just don't understand what y'all was doing to miss two bowls of food sitting right directly in the main part of the doggone diaper bag. Nevertheless, she goes on to then say how she has a blender or a puree machine. I don't understand what she's telling me this for, but like, you know, telling me different things I can cook. Mind you, she ain't got no kids. So, you know, it was just kind of offensive and it, it, it just made me feel like, shut up, shut up. Because one, I've already been feeding my child. I've talked to her father about it. I send food, you know, whatever it is that you're telling me, I, I don't need it. You're not going to be making any food for my child. It's my child. And two, like people who aren't a child's parents really should not impose on how a parent is parenting, especially if they ain't got no kids. They doggone self. How you going to tell me what I should be doing for my baby and you ain't got one? Ain't never had one. And I don't mean to sound rude because, you know, you never know what somebody's circumstances are, whether they can have kids, whether they can't have kids, whether they wanted them, whether they, you know, did not. But it can be very offensive to a new mother for someone who does not have any children to tell them how to parent. And it doesn't even matter if you have children or not. It's offensive to any mother for someone else to tell them how to parent their child. It's my choice. I'm going to do what I want to do. Not what you feel like I should do, but I can take the advice, but it's not an expectation. So I think that, you know, when you are co-parenting, you have to really lay those ground rules because if you don't talk to, you know, your co-parenting partner about those things, they don't care because for the most part, most dads just like, you know, whatever their parents do, they cool with it. It's whatever. Um because they don't really want too much of that responsibility anyways they're still used to living their life you know real kumbaya-ish and doing whatever it is that they want to do versus us women we don't get that chance um we it's just us we we don't really have as many babysitters or we don't even really think about those kind of things because we're already just doing it on our own so Honestly, the biggest thing about today's um, podcast is just honestly really about communication, y'all, like making sure it's clear, you know, you've expressed it um, as, as, as much as possible and, you know, that you stick to it and, you know, lay those ground rules. Like once you say something, don't go back on it. Like, because I've learned if you give, you know, a little inch of wiggle room, you know, they're going to take a mile. And that's like, you know, if I say, oh, I'm broke, but then I say, you know, if you can't give it to me this Friday, just give it to me next Friday, they going to take nine Fridays to give it back to you because it's just like, oh, you know, for some reason, whatever it is that they have going on is way more important than whatever it is you have going on. Not thinking you're doing all the work. You're doing it. You, me, I'm doing everything. So who are you to be like, oh, well, I got you, you know, at this time? No, I'm sorry. That's not going to work. It's just not. No, I need it now. So I think that, you know, a lot of people should be very aware, like when they're co-parenting, because 
you at the end of the day you know the type of person that you're dealing with so be open to the fact that you even though maybe you agreed I've got the baby this week you got the baby next week that's just not how it's gonna be that's that's not the reality the reality is that every weekend every now I guess it's Saturday to Monday I'm supposed to be baby free but guess what almost every weekend I have the baby until Saturday and she's coming back on Sunday and it's like so what am I getting a freaking one day off (laughs) like y'all like just know your life is over and yeah and I also want to kind of like touch on something else very quickly like we're not even gonna go into it because I really want to save this for a whole nother vlog but dating when you try ooh, ooh, not a yawn y'all but when you try to start dating um and you're co-parenting there's definitely going to be some issues because for some reason you know as moms it's a lot harder for us to date because it's a lot harder for us to get um like a sitter or find somebody to watch the baby because you already can barely get your baby daddy to help when it's just for regular stuff like a pickup and a drop off after daycare but you know when it's time for you to start dating and living your life please don't think that they just want to be oh so understanding um because it just doesn't work out that way I definitely think that's something to like dig into and kind of like kind of figure out some questions and things to discuss because I am very curious to know why men are just able to live their best life still get to go out every weekend I mean you know after work they can have a few beers or whatever the case I mean my dad my baby daddy will drop the baby off early because he wants to go to sleep early I mean just all type of stuff it never considers like that I don't get those same you know like I, I don't get the same treatment like I could never go to him and be like hey can you um take her early on Friday night because I want to sleep in or get get to bed early because I have to be at work early on Saturday I never get to do that but he's always able to do that and I'm just kind of here so it's like you know what is the solution do I do what he does to me or you know am I supposed to ghost him or you know how does that work because as a mom I'm also sometimes put in a position where it's like I know that if I say no or if I ghost him who knows where my baby is going to be or you know what's going to happen and that has happened to me so I try and like stay away from that but it's just like um co-parenting is tough (laughs) you know that's how I'm going to end it I think that co-parenting is tough and I think it takes some time to really get a good rhythm even right now I don't know if this is going to be the same situation you know in five months you know what I'm saying or in a year who knows what things will be like who knows what will change um but I do think that it's very healthy to look into a therapist you know seeing someone I know like when um you can get like parenting or co-parenting therapists and things like that to like help I do think that is a good idea and I think that if your partner um is open to it that you should do that because 
it, it you know the best interest is for the kids and it, and it will be great if the parents are in a good space in co-parenting rather than in a hateful space in co-parenting but like always you guys thank you thank you thank you so much for tuning in as y'all know life be life in and i just keep going so thank you thank you thank you for another amazing episode of sincerely and exhausted (laughs) mommy with the sincerely chronicles podcast make sure that you go and follow like subscribe um share um on each of my platforms whether that be youtube at sincerely chronicles or you go ahead and follow me on the gram at sincerely chronicles make sure that you are DMing me any things that you want me to talk about um share discuss comments i don't know just let me know so with that being said until next time see ya